Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I hope you are having a beautiful day wherever you are listening from. I am about to hop on to Morning Tea Live on Instagram. So that is what you are about to hear. So give me one moment to hop on. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about how choosing authenticity will ask you to further release your money wounds and scarcity. So we're going to dive in. All right, everyone get settled, take a breath. And let me hop on. Just adding a little title real quick. Oh, my title's too long. <laughs> you guys know I'm not uh, succinct with my words. All right, we're just going to say choosing authenticity versus scarcity. <laughs> See, there's always a way. <clears throat> okay, I got my tea, I got my smoothie. We're ready to rumble. Woo! And I'm wearing my merch. I'm wearing my. RKC merch, internal safety is a new sexy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you guys are getting a sneak peek of how I really hype myself up for morning tea live. Dun, 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 dun. I really need music playing on in the background, but last time I did that, IG told me that I was stealing music and it wouldn't let me post my shit. So, but I really would love some music. Damn it. All right, we're just going to have to make our own. Okay, we'll figure that out one day. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tea Live. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. Happy almost eclipse. I think the eclipse is starting. I'm just cracking myself up because I was just talking to the podcasters and the YouTubers as I was warming up for this live and they got to hear a, a sneak peek of how I warm up. And I was saying, I wish like we could play some music, but last time I did that, Instagram was not happy with me. So, you know, sometimes we just got to create our own, but anyway, I'm feeling very groovy today. Very, just like want to move my bad. Probably cause I haven't been in the gym all week. So I should probably go do that tonight. <laughs> all right, let's focus, Rachel. We got this. Sometimes I just love what I do so much. Like I love that this is my job to come on here and talk about these just life-changing topics and topics that have changed my life, my clients' lives. And that I just get so excited. And I'm like, even if I'm having like the worst day ever and I know that I'm gonna like come on and talk to you guys, it just uh makes makes my world go around. All right. Let's ground. So take a moment to get settled and just start to take a deep breath in. Maybe put your hands on your heart. 
and release. And just noticing how your breath is feeling in this present moment. Just noticing anything coming up, anything in your body, any thoughts, any feelings, any areas of tension or tightness, and just allowing yourself to be with those for just a few moments. Just allowing yourself to land in this present moment and the safety of this present moment, because right now, if you are listening to this, we are all safe in this present moment. And what a fucking gift that is, because there are so many people that are not safe right now. So just taking a moment to honor those that are not feeling safe right now or are not actually safe right now, sending them all of the powerful wishes for their safety and protection. And a moment of gratitude for the safety that we have in this present moment. And when you're ready, you can come back. Oh, that just made me teary because I think when we talk about internal safety and feeling safe in our bodies, so much of it is that we don't feel safe because of our childhood wounds, our relational wounds, our abandonment wounds. And this is something that I've experienced so deeply in my healing journey of like, <clears throat> just not feeling safe in my body. And thinking about how there are actual people in the world right now who actually aren't safe. And it's like, what a gift it is to be sitting here right now, safe, right? Even if I don't always feel safe in my body, like I am actually safe. And that's such a gift and something that I think we can often forget. And so, yeah, just a moment of gratitude for that and a prayer for those that are not safe because this world is a scary place and a beautiful place all at the same damn time. So if you guys saw my post yesterday, I announced my new course called the secure entrepreneur. And the reason I created this course, my why behind it is because my anxious attachment has not only affected my relationships, but it's affected the way in which I experience my business. And if we're unconscious to our attachment wounding and how that shows up, it will literally run our businesses unconsciously. And we're going to wonder why, you know, we're not experiencing the dream client or the abundance or regardless of the external milestones, we're going to wonder like, why are we not feeling safe and at ease and like just enjoying it. Right. Cause again, I always say like, why did you start this business? We started businesses for freedom to have a mission on this earth, to serve, to have our part and to have fun and to create and to just like allow ourselves to be our most authentic selves. And so when we then start relating to business through attachment wounding and we lose sight or we just don't feel safe to relate in any other way, because this is how we've known how to relate, it can suck the joy out of it. And so 
I'm going to share a specific example today of how choosing authenticity asked me to relate through secure attachment and release further money wounds than relating through anxious attachment and holding on and attaching on to money. So I'm going to use the example of the retreat that I have coming up one week from tomorrow. I'm, I'm recording this on Wednesday. This podcast episode will be released on a Friday. And so Thursday, one week from tomorrow, Thursday, the retreat will be here. So this is the second retreat I've ran. And part of why I'm able to have such a beautiful community that I've created on this platform is because people resonate with how open I am which has actually been incredibly healing for me and little me because my entire life I felt shame for how open I was. I used to get in trouble when I was little for saying things that I shouldn't say or you know, not thinking about things the same way my family would. And there was so much shame around that because it just felt natural to me. It never felt natural to like just hide, right? And that doesn't mean I'm not human. It doesn't mean I don't have parts of myself that I've had to learn to bring out into the light. There have been dark, ugly parts of myself that I was subconsciously hiding from the world. And that's why this business has been so healing for myself and my clients and my community is like, really bringing out all those parts that we feel shame around into the light so that we can hold them and love them and accept them and help other people feel less alone. And so I share openly about this retreat process because if you are an entrepreneur who are, who's maybe doing retreats or thinking about doing retreats and you know, you go on this platform and everyone's like, yeah, everything got sold out and da, da, da. Like, I like to keep it as real as humanly possible on here. Yeah, sometimes I like to use filters for fun, but when I'm choosing between my raw face or a filter, I usually try and go with the raw face because again, like we're just normalizing being human. And so I really give you guys a full transparent look into the inner workings of Rachel Kelly coaching because I want other entrepreneurs to understand and other people to understand like what it actually takes to run a business and that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And like, you'll come on here and you'll hear people talk about like how easy it is and everything's so easeful. And it's like, yes, you can absolutely tap into that energy of ease and flow and like really embodying that divine feminine energy. Absolutely. And creating and building a business will bring out all of your trauma responses, all of them all of your protectors, all of your defenses. And that shit is fucking hard. It's hard. So when we are set up to believe that everything's so easy and then we get into this world of entrepreneurship and we're like, wow, it's not always all easy. In my opinion, entrepreneurship and healing go hand in hand because if we're not healing the things that come up, we're blocking ourselves from actually feeling how we want in our business. And there are many people that are able to grow their income and their impact without doing this healing work. I don't understand how, but what I do know is that they may not actually be feeling internally the way that everything's looking externally. 
And maybe they are to some extent, and maybe some people are meant to go through this healing work to be able to have that impact. And maybe some are, you know, learning their own lessons from the universe and having their own trauma show up in different ways. Oh, what happened? Okay, we're back. Um, it shows up in different ways. And so for me, the universe was not going to allow me to grow a business without healing my nervous system. And that's the case for a lot of the clients I work with. So with the first retreat, it was, there were so many learning lessons. So the first mistake that I made <laughs> was that I can laugh about it now. Obviously at the time it was not funny. I, my mentor was like, you got to get deposits from people right before you book a house. So you make sure that you have enough to cover the house and you don't lose money and it's a business. So hopefully you're making money. And so I got deposits from five of my clients and I was like, okay, perfect. Got the deposits. But then when I was doing the math, which if you guys know me, I cannot do math for my life. It is not my strong suit. I come from New York where we had to take regents exams in high school. I failed the math B regents. I had to take it three fucking times. I failed it twice. The second time I failed by one fucking point. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you couldn't have found a point to give me. And the first time I had a teacher where I think he was from Romania and none of us could understand it. Like there was such a language barrier that like not, I mean, I can't even understand math in plain English. Like, so add a language barrier on top of that. I was like, no, I can't do this. So anyway, long story short, not great at math. So what happened was when I was calculating the total price, I forgot to add that on top of the deposit. And in my head, the deposit was like part of that price of like, oh, they already paid this. So they just have this much left. But yeah, it would have been that much on top of the deposit. So if you came to my first retreat, you guys got a stellar deal because it was actually supposed to be more. So whatever, still barely made it out in the green. I didn't lose money, but it was close. And planning a retreat, is a lot of fucking work. And I do it because I absolutely love it. And the goal is that with each retreat, I learn more. I learn from my mistakes so that I can profit more and I can actually make this a sustainable part of my business long-term because I love doing it. I love planning it. I love spending in-person time with my clients. Like, I mean, if you were to have told the girl who is stuck in a therapy office for seven years, or however the fuck, I swear, I black out. I don't even know how long it was because it's like all fucking blur. Um, but if you were to have told that girl that, you know, the girl who was not allowed to say, say hello to clients when she saw them outside of the office because of confidentiality, that I was going to be able to host a bunch of my clients in a house and hang out with them and teach them and help coach them and heal them and expand them and do all these fun, luxurious activities. I mean it's a dream, right? Like it's literally a dream and it's so much more in alignment with who I am. Like my therapist friends who are still in the field, they see me and they're like, oh my God, I would never want to show up in social media and do what you do. I would never want to 
like hang out with my clients outside of work. Like it's just not for them. And that's great because we need people in the therapy world too. We need people everywhere sharing their gifts. And for me, this is so much more aligned. So I was like, okay, perfect. I can, you know, do this thing in this way that feels so good and exciting. And I'm going to fuck up because I'm learning how to do this. So that was the big fuck up from the first retreat. And I learned from it and I was like, all right, we got this round two, let's go. (laughs) And then the second retreat comes around. I didn't get deposits from anyone. I fucked up again. (laughs) I saw this house. I got so excited. And sometimes my faith, my ability to trust that like everything's going to work out and everything's going to be fine. Like sometimes that honestly gets the best of me because I lose that practical logistical side where I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like I have a pool of like 12 clients and I need to fill six spots. I'm sure that at least half of them will want to come to this retreat. I mean, who wouldn't want to come to this retreat? It's like fucking amazing. I planned out this whole itinerary. It's just like a whole experience. It's going to be amazing. So I was overly confident. I didn't get deposits. I booked the Airbnb. I was so excited. And then I'm like advertising it to clients and I have um, one sign up like right away. She like right away signed up. I was like, great building momentum. Then I put it on sale for black Friday and I had two clients sign up. I was like, great. We're halfway there, halfway full, bam, bam. And then after black Friday, so this was in November, I was in New York. I filled two of the spots after that, nothing, just nothing. Like One client had it conflict with another trip she was going on. Another client also was traveling. Another client was like, I just want to stick with one-on-one. I don't want to be in a group. Um, You know, like another client just didn't want to spend the money. Like there were so many different reasons, all of them valid, right? Valid reasons. Um, But I was like, shit. All right. So how am I going to do this retreat and not lose money (laughs) and learn from my mistakes? So I was like, okay, maybe I have to open it up to the public. And so I was sitting with this idea for a while of like, do I actually want to open it to the public? And I had mixed feelings around it. I was like, part of me does because maybe someone who's been wanting to do this work and has been interested in it, um, this would be like a lower cost way of getting started and experiencing it and meeting me in person and getting to experience this in person, which is like something that I don't offer all the time. So I was like, that's one option. Another option is just to, you know, continue to advertise it to the clients I already have. And so I was like trying to get guidance from the universe. And I got this card, I got this card reading done by my friend and he pulled this card and it was something about like outlaw. And I was like, how, and we specifically asked the universe, like, give me something about the retreat. And this outlaw card came and it was something about like breaking the law, like breaking the boundaries. And so my friend and I were trying to analyze this, like, how does this apply to the retreat? And we're like, okay, maybe, maybe it's because, you know, it would be like 
weird mix of like boundaries or like it would stretch me in terms of my leadership of how to have both clients and non-clients in one retreat and like maybe coming from my conditioning in the therapy world where like that would be just it just none of it would be allowed but like I don't know. We were trying to analyze this card and we're like, okay, maybe I need to open it up to the, to the public. And I was like, okay, fine. So I started gently advertising it. I didn't go like full on force, but I started gently advertising it to the public. And the more that I did that, and the more that I sat with it, I was like, something is just not feeling right. Because at the end of the day, it's just two, it would be two different experiences, right? So I wanted to allow myself to stay open to whatever was meant to be. Maybe there was a, someone from the public that was meant to be a dream client. And this was the way that this dream client was going to find me. And we were going to start doing this work together. And obviously I would, I would be intentional, right? It wouldn't be like anyone would just sign up. Like I'm not putting the payment link out into the public and just anyone can sign up. Like I want to cultivate a really intentional group of women who are coming together for a very intimate experience. So, you know, part of me is like still open of like, okay, if this like dream person from the public came and it felt aligned and it felt like they would be a good fit with the rest of the girls, like, sure, I would be open to that, of course. But in terms of like driving my energy and putting all this effort, like I was about to start printing flyers and hanging them up all over San Diego. I was about to go full force in filling these remaining spots. And I know that I could have done that. However, when I was thinking about, do I want to spend these last, you know, couple weeks before the retreat running around like a a crazy chicken without my head, like hanging up flyers and, and blasting it on all the Facebook groups and advertising, go full force and blah, 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 versus just allowing myself to like, get ready for the three amazing clients that are already on their way. Right. And like preparing and making sure I have time to like, get all the, you know, logistics finalized and confirmed and confirming with all the vendors that we're having. Like we have a private chef and a masseuse and a sound bowl healer and a yoga instructor and we're doing kayaking and a photographer and videographer and like we're having all these amazing guest people and I'm giving workshops right I have to like prep a little bit about like the work the money workshop I'm giving and the attachment like all these things so I'm like okay do I want to spend my last couple of weeks running around going in full force for the hope that maybe some of these remaining spots will get filled because that way I'll make more uh, profit and I could potentially open up this work to other people or do I want to focus the remaining weeks on just getting ready for the three that have already signed up? And it was a tough decision because, you know, I'm a very determined person. I'm willing to do my part. Like, I loved the idea of like hanging up flyers and just because I'm like this retreat can be so healing for people and like just what someone's looking for. And it would be selfish of me to like close that off and not allow them to come. Right. And so I'm still open to that. I'm still open to trusting whatever's meant to be will be. But it was more so like, what do I want to do with my time and energy? 
And so this was where I decided it felt more authentic for me to practice the art of leaning back, which as an anxiously attached person can feel really hard sometimes, right? Anxious attachment really shows up in the more masculine energy of doing and going and putting in the action, which is great for building a business because we need that daily action. And I'm so good at that part. The part that I'm working on in building secure attachment is leaning back and leaning into trust and surrender and flow that if someone is meant to, you know, come to this retreat aside from these three clients, and that's what it's meant to be. But it's also thinking about, you know, the fact that I've always wanted it to be clients because this is like a deepening of the work I've already done with my clients. So it's like, think about, you know, it's just like, you're speaking a different language. Like if someone who had never done this work and they came in and I'm talking about all these terms and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Whereas my three clients have like, they've done this work. They know what I'm talking about. It's like literally speaking a different language. So the choice to only have the three and to surrender to whatever's meant to be will be. And if I meant to have more than three, I will. If I'm, if it's just meant to be three, then that's it. That was asking me to release some of the money fears that were coming up of like, well, what if I could, you know, fill these three spots and that could provide more income and profit or what if I, um, what if like I end up losing money because the, you know, the three who have already paid and, um, what if the expenses of their treat end up costing more than the profit? And so I end up losing money. What if, what if, what if, right? And so what I did was I looked at the expenses and I saw where I could, cut down and rearrange some stuff. So instead of having the private chef come every day and stay at the house and cook, we're doing now a meal prep option where um, she's going to drop off the food in the mornings and then I just have to heat it up and boom, it's all ready to go. So is it the exact experience I envisioned of her being there and cooking? No. And this allows me to still have it just be my clients, which did feel like something that had always been the aligned choice. And so when we talk about choosing authenticity and releasing money wounds, it's that anything in your business, literally anything or anything in your life is going to ask you to have faith that the aligned choice is going to work out the way it's supposed to. So how does this relate to money? It's that if I was just focused on the money, I would be like, I have to fill these remaining spots. Like I have to, because that was the original plan. And it's me attaching on to like money has to come in this way through this retreat, through these three remaining spots, that it's a waste of potential profit for my business if I let these three spots go. But in a way that would be like forcing it, forcing the money to come in a particular way. And so when we're talking about anxious attachment and money, it's looking at where are you attaching on to money coming in a certain way? So money could come in any, any way. It could come in through your job. It could come in through a random check in the mail. I had a, a potential client email me last night. If you guys saw my story saying that he 
uh, found out that he was owed the exact amount that he was going to pay me for a deposit for the men's group. And it's like, oh my God, you know, like we are so, so deeply supported. And so by me attaching onto money can only come in through this way. And, you know, attaching onto, I need to make more profit or I need to do that. It's like, it's, first of all, it's disconnecting from the why, right? I'm not doing this retreat. Like, yes, I need to make money because it's, it's for my business. I'm not, you know, like I can't afford to just run free retreats at this point. Maybe in the future, I will be financially able to do that. But it's more so like, it's like connecting back to the why, like I'm doing this because I love doing this because I want to, I want to do this regardless of the profit or any of it. I want to do this. And it's going to be such an incredible experience for me to be able to host my three clients in San Diego at this beautiful house, doing all these amazing things. I mean, the last retreat left me like a different person. Like I had really stepped into my leadership and my power and I felt so in alignment, like I was on cloud nine. And so remembering that feeling and being like, you're not like, would you rather have a smaller experience? And maybe it's not what you originally thought it would be, but it could be even better and not make as much, but maybe make money through different ways. Right. Because again, we don't have to attach onto, it has to come through this way because money is energy. When you are an energetic match for money, money flows in always right? Always, always. That's a quote that my mentor taught me is like money comes in, in all ways, always. So it doesn't have to be from one thing. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, what should I offer? Should I do groups or one-on-one? And let's say you really, really, really want to do one-on-one, but someone's telling you, oh, groups are quicker, quicker way to make money blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I guess I should do that. It's like, can you have faith that the thing that's going to make you the most money is the thing that you actually desire to do? Because that actually helps you become an energetic match for the money that you want to call in. So if I have a choice between the smaller, more intimate experience that doesn't look exactly the way I'd envisioned, but maybe it's exactly what it's meant to be versus forcing myself to put in all this time and energy hoping to maybe fill these spots when my energy is not really behind it, just so I can make more money through that way. It, that would be acting and choosing and deciding and responding from a place of woundedness and scarcity and fear and attachment to money coming in a certain way over authenticity, over what actually feels in alignment. I've always wanted this retreat to be just clients because it's such an intimate experience. And it's something that is a deepening of the work I've already done with them. Will I one day host a retreat open to the public? Absolutely. But that's just a different experience, right? And again, if the universe gave me some, you know, dream client at the last minute was like, I really want to go to this retreat. Like, sure, I'm not rigidly attached to any one way. It's more of just, again, like intentionality of where do you want to put your time and energy and being so fucking intentional with that. And that's with anything in your business. If you think you should be doing something because someone's telling you it'll make you more money than actually doing the thing that feels aligned, 
and actually doing the thing that you want to do, following the desire, following your heart, following your soul and the nudges that your soul is giving you, that is what's going to make you more money. For those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that I quit both of my therapy jobs before I had even one client. And so there was a month where I like barely had any income and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'm not saying that people should do this. This was just my, my path and my journey. Like once I get to a place where I'm like, I literally can't go back to this place. I'm like, I'd rather do anything like time is precious. So I ended up getting my first client that second month of my business coaching program. And it's because I followed what was in alignment. And you have to have the safety to be with the unknown because the unknown is literally the most terrifying thing in the world. And if you're not able to be with it and be with the fear that comes up, you're not going to be able to like attract what you want to attract and call in what you want to call in. So you have to be with the fear. You have to do the work to build internal safety in your nervous system so that your safety is not dependent on I need these three spots to be filled or else I'm not going to be okay. Like that's coming from a need place rather than a, oh, it would be cool if I filled the spots. If not, that's okay too. Like releasing the attachments. The universe has been giving me so many opportunities to release control and it's felt so fucking hard. That's going to be a whole other podcast episode because control and I have been besties for my entire life. And now it's like time to break up. It is time to break up. And so this was one example of how I had to release control and just say, listen, these are the three that, that were meant to be here and that's okay. It's going to be perfect as it is. It's going to be beautiful as it is. And I can learn from this experience for the next one. And we just keep learning and learning and growing and learning and fucking up and being gentle with ourselves when we fuck up and hopefully being able to laugh about it one day. But it's looking at where are you attaching on to things happening a certain way, because that is anxious attachment. It's fixating on like, it has to happen this way. And if it doesn't, it means this, or, you know, you make it mean something about yourself. Like I could have easily made this mean something about myself of like, oh, I have all these clients and only three out of the plethora of clients I have want to sign up for this retreat. I could have easily made that mean something about myself. Oh, no one wants to come to my retreat. Oh, it's not enticing enough. Oh, you know, people don't want to hang out with me. Like I could have made it mean so many things, but what I have realized in my healing journey is that there are some people that are all in on their healing. Like I am someone who is all in, even when shit gets so fucking hard and I want to hide in a hole, I still show up. I still fucking do the work because it's the only way. What's the alternative to hide in a hole and feel miserable your whole life? No, I've already done that. I don't want to do that again. So we have to really look at like, where are we going all in? And also if someone chooses not to come to my retreat, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not all in, in their healing. It means that the whole point of this work is for me to guide people home to them, right? So it's allowing them to return back to their authenticity of what actually feels authentic for me. And that is authenticity versus attachment, right? I had a client who was like, oh, I'm afraid to not go because I don't want you to be upset. I'm like, this isn't about me, right? That would be you choosing attachment. Our attachment 
over authenticity rather than allowing secure attachment to happen where you feel secure in our relationship, knowing that you can choose what actually feels authentic to you and you and I are still going to be okay. That is secure attachment. Anxious attachment would be like, I have to do this thing or else she's going to be upset. Like that's never the vibe in my world. Never, ever, ever. It's me guiding you home to you what actually feels authentic for you. It would be different if a client was like, listen, I really want to go, but I'm scared. I'm scared about money. I'm scared about, you know, flying there. I'm scared about whatever it is. Like, that's very different. That's something I can talk through and work through with you. But yeah, to, to not do what actually feels aligned to do, that is allowing your anxious attachment to get in the way. So I want you to think about how this applies to your life, to your business, to your own attachment wounding, whether you're listening to this and you experience anxious attachment like I do, or if you have more avoidant, disorganized, whatever your attachment style is, looking at where are you attaching on to things being a certain way because of scarcity, because of feeling like there's not going to be enough, or you have to do it this way or else you're not going to survive. You're not going to make the money you need to support yourself. And how can you open up your energy and your beliefs that you are safe to do what actually feels aligned, knowing that there's always more than enough. And if, again, it's meeting yourself where you're at. So if you're not at the place where you can be like, yeah, whatever, there's always more than enough. Like, you know, cause as we learned from my experience, that kind of bit me in the ass. Cause I wasn't fully being practical as well. We need both. We need the faith and the energetics. We need the practical and the logistics. We need both. So looking at just that fear that comes up for you around money, that fear that comes up for you around, there's not enough, or I can't invest in myself or that feels selfish and looking at how is that ultimately the truth? Because I guarantee you it's not. It's not the ultimate truth. That's your money wounds talking. How would you relate if you were relating through safety, through expansion, through alignment, through authenticity, through abundance, through faith? And just take a look at that. And know that sometimes when we choose authenticity, what actually feels in alignment, like me choosing to only have these clients rather than forcing myself to fill these remaining spots, that was coming from a place of authenticity of like, this is what feels aligned. And I'm trusting that it's exactly as it's meant to be. And that it could be even greater or different than I could even imagine. And that's with most things in life. That's a beautiful thing about releasing control is in the universe gives us something even better. So looking at attachments, looking at money, looking at how scarcity affects your relationship with alignment and choosing yourself and how can you meet yourself where you're at, feel the fear and just even take one baby step towards relating through safety, through trust, through faith, through abundance, all of that good stuff. So, oh, one other example I'll give about this retreat, and then we're going to wrap up, is that my coach even had an idea, like a really beautiful idea of how I could potentially entice more people to join this retreat. And I listened to the idea and I was like, no, that doesn't resonate. That doesn't feel authentic. That's not something that I want to do. 
And choosing that would have been choosing scarcity. It would have been choosing, oh, I have to do this because she thinks it's a good idea or because, um, you know, because I need to fill these spots. And it's like, nope, I don't. I am safe. I am safe to choose authenticity. I'm safe to do what feels in alignment, knowing that it's exactly as it's meant to be. So I will leave you with that. I would love to hear any comments, takeaways, questions, feelings, thoughts, concerns, anything at all. And for those of you who are tuning in live, thank you for being here. And um, yeah, my course, The Secure Entrepreneur, which helps people in business relate through secure attachment rather than anxious attachment, that is currently open for the waitlist. So the waitlist is in the link in my bio and Instagram. This is for the entrepreneur who wants to release the protectors, the control, be able to implement boundaries, be able to actually follow what's authentic. And it comes with 10 plus videos, journal prompts, affirmations. The people who sign up for the waitlist get the early bird pricing of 222, which is literally a steal for all the value that you're going to get. My coach is like, are you sure you don't want to charge more? I'm like, this is what feels in alignment for right now. And then the full price is going to be 444. And if you hop on the waitlist, you also get free access to my meditation series, which is seven different meditations for healing addiction, healing the inner child, healing anxiety, um, grounding, nighttime meditation, a morning meditation, all the things. So, so much value, so much goodness, so much amazing juiciness. And I'm so excited. The course will be available in about three weeks and the wait list is currently open. So DM me with any questions. Let me know how this is all landing for you guys. And I will see you on the next episode. I also have one spot open for one-on-one. -on -one. This is my highest level container insight. So uh, DM me or head to link in my bio to apply for that as well. All right, guys, love you so much. Take time to come home to yourselves. You are safe. You are amazing. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are the real fucking deal. So don't you forget it. All right. Love you all so much. And I will see you soon.